here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Supercast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by... Sleepy Damon McDonald's tornado going on down your ends, I hear. <laughs> in 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 weather and in real life. <laughs> yes. Um, What's that called? Pathetic fallacy, where the the weather uh, mirrors the emotional strife that's going on stage. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. You're 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 more well read than me. That is for sure. Um, uh, yes, we had a, a nice little wake up here. Our uh, you get the you get the weather warning and the and the um, you know all the notifications on your phone nowadays, which is a good thing. Well, uh, three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> tornado not watch tornado warning. So uh, in my area, which is not something that happens very frequently here in the Philadelphia area, but uh, everyone. Who is listening to this broadcast uh, will will know where they were at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking violent. It was. Um, I mean, I didn't see a tornado per se, but it was windy as fuck and rainy. And uh, we're not very... we're not talking Kerry Von Eric here, are we? No, we are not talking a Texas tornado, Joel. We are talking uh, we're talking wind and rain and uh, fucking trees being bent and all that nonsense. So. Everyone is safe and sound. Uh, rest assured, we are we are all good. But I mean, but here's the thing: we're, I'm recording the show, and, and it's like four o'clock in the morning my time at this point. And I'm like, you know, Joel, I'm up now. <laughs> it's my, if you want to record now, because we had scheduled six a.m. originally. After um, unfortunately unable to record over the weekend, um, so yeah, I mean, it was just uh, it's pretty quiet right now. It doesn't look like anything, but like. Uh, you, it's funny because I can look at my my window in my office and I can see houses across the street and um, everybody's got their lights on, which is weird because it's so early in the morning because everybody's up because everybody got fucking freaked out over it. But again, everybody's safe and sound so far, at least in my neighborhood. Doesn't look like any trees are down. Doesn't look like any, anything's fucking torn apart. But we'll see when the sun comes up. I'm sure it'll be a nice little cleanup this morning for your Uncle Damon. And that's what you do, isn't it? When a natural disaster comes by, your life flashes before your eyes, you think, I want to do a podcast about New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that's exactly what we're <laughs> going to do. So given that you, you've had a bit of a rough time, we don't care on the Super J cast. Hard-hitting stuff first. Got a big question for you, Damon, for you to tackle straight off the bat. This is from Vince, who says, I shook Damon's hand, waiting in line for Liger. They were super soft. Just curious what lotion he uses. Ah, oh, I'm glad you noticed. That's good. 
That is kind of like my thing where <laughs> it is a weird thing. I do have very soft hands, and my wife is like, uh, yeah, because you don't do any fucking work. Um, I don't know. I, 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 uh, they are soft. Uh, they're not calloused in any way, shape, or form. And and, and uh, another fun fact: if you if you uh, ever get if you, if you ever get intimate with me, Joel, <laughs> is well, that's, so that, weird. that's the long game, Damon. I'm working on it. Okay, well, right. You, you had to bring your bloody wife along to Tokyo next year, or so you're saying. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, listen, you had your chance in the hotel room. I'm just saying. Um, I was sleepy. I was disoriented. I was uh, hungover. Um, oh, I'm going to be ruined that for the rest of my life now. Yeah, that was your. That it's was one of those sliding doors moments. <laughs> uh, I have very soft feet as well. Very soft feet, like ridiculously soft feet. I have very soft limbs. Anything that sticks out from my body is very soft. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is getting very horny. It really is. Uh, very, very smooth. Very. Uh, well groomed and uh, taken care of. Um, yes, that. Well, thank. You. I appreciate that person recognizing that because some people are like, eh. like especially. Here's the thing: uh, girls will be will, will notice it, and I don't know if they like it or not. To be honest with you, but um, like some guys are just like, oh, whoa, you got real soft hands. Like I'm supposed to be in fucking construction or something. Uh, sir, I work with my mind. Thank you, and my voice, and my charming personality. Uh, I don't need your labor, right? I write checks. Who am I? I'm like I'm talking like I'm fucking Scrooge McDuck. I write checks, <laughs> Thurston Howell. Uh, no, but thank you for noticing that. Yes, I uh, what lotion? I, none, not not a one. Although I will say this, I am a fan of the uh, the Burt's cream. I like the Burt's cream. Uh, it's like a like a it comes in this like a little tin. I don't use it often, but sometimes I will in the winter months. But truth, truth, they told nothing, nothing. I think it's just fat, really. <laughs> I think it's just, that's all it is. It's just like fat fingers, fat everything, stink. No one likes me. All right. Oh, uh, Damon, oh. we love you. <laughs> all right. Don't be good. like that. All right. It was a little soft. All right. Next question then. Uh, Sarah says, how many, well, it's a question for me. How many pounds slash kilograms of crisps did you go home with? And what are some of your favorites? So, mm. As some of you will know, I literally had to buy a second suitcase to carry home all the crisps I had. So I've been digging into some of those. I really enjoyed the Paki Haunted Ghost Pepper uh, tortilla chips. They were really good. Very spicy. A lot of people warned me about those. Enjoyed them a lot. And the ones that you got me, Damon, the um, the Lay's, I'm just trying to find them, the Flaming Hot Dill Pickle Remix. Oh, mm. what a brilliant combination of flavors. I love that one. Okay. Uh, also had the Doritos Dinamita chili and lemon ones which left my fingers bright red uh what else have i had i had my salt and vinegar almonds the blue diamond almonds very very good and uh a chocolate bar i think is it fifth avenue the one that's like kind of crunchy peanut inside yep yep, that was really good and i've had some of my mallow cups so nice so far i think my favorite one is the flaming dill pickle remix really okay Mm. yeah that's what Mm. i tried to do so uh one day I went. We have our, our local uh, convenience store is it's called Wawa W A W A. It's it's a Philly thing, right? Um, so I went in there at Wawa and uh, I was like, and, and that's where you get your sandwiches. You know, you you, you get your uh, hoagies, your meatball subs, all that stuff. So um, they have the chips all there, the crisps, whatever you want to call them, whatever side of the ocean you're on. Um, but they they have a lot of the 
otter flavors. You know, the you know they have the, your standard ones, but then they have the different ones. Let me ask you this: Did you try the? Um, I saw that they were open. I want to get your take on the tasty cakes. That's a I Philly thing. Haven't tried thing. them yet. That yeah, was them. To, okay. that was to save space. I was okay. Decanting go, them into. Why don't you go get a butterscotch crimpet right now? Right now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a question while I go and get one. Okay. Um, Eric says five best current New Japan themes for driving a car irresponsibly fast. Ah. Okay. All right. Um. Hmm. See, the problem is, is that I don't know the names. I might have to sing them, and that, which would make it better, I'm sure, for everyone listening. Uh, look, I, I, it's not current, but I still love Kushida's theme. I think that's great. Um, Okada's is great. Um, Okada might be the great speeding song. Yeah, when you really want to kick it down the highway. Yeah. Okada's is pretty good, so you got to put that one on the fucking list. Um, hmm. I like Zach's too. I think Zach's you could you could you could do that too. Um I tell you what, and I don't I don't recommend uh, irresponsible driving or impaired driving by any means. As a matter of fact, I think it stinks, to be quite honest with you. So uh for the kids out there, make sure you're utilizing your Ubers and Lyfts uh if you knock in back of you. All right. Be responsible. This public service announcement. I'm back, you, by the way. Okay, good. This public service announcement brought to you by uh, the Super J Cast. Uh, so I, on this list, Joe, I have uh, I still have Kushida's theme on there because I think it's great. I think it's like the ultimate upbeat Rocky th- uh, song. Okada's is on there. I put Zach's on there. I guess I need what two more. Uh, I'll give you one. Go ahead. As soon as I saw this question, popped into my head Sonata's theme. Yeah, that one to me, it's going straight down on the accelerator. Like. That is, yeah. that's proper intense like, I'm going to cause some serious accidents listening to that song that's what I'm saying you know what I mean that's, that's what I'm thinking like what, which one's and I, I think Okada's like I said you know just that that's that that's like I could see me playing like Gran Turismo fuck <laughs> is that what it's called Gran Turismo um, yeah I can see that alright so we need one more uh, how about the um, hmm hmm I mean, we're talking driving songs here. Again, not favorite songs. Songs that will just get you fucking moving. Driving too fast. What yeah. about Naito's? The, the Stardust Naito's is good. Theme. Naito's is good. Yeah, it's good. But they got the... Yeah, that's good. How about Hiromo? That's pretty fucking... Yeah, dangerous. There's a real sense of danger to that theme. yeah. All right, so there you go. How's that? How's that on the spot? Got your okay. Got your so I right, got my a, yeah. Let me let me set the table here. So what Joel has is a Philly classic, and and uh, Nicole who who does an outstanding job, like literally an outstanding job uh, for our Discord, right? Uh, so again, if you want to do the uh, we talk about everything in there, but if you know, listen, you want to talk a little New Japan. I think that's where you need to go, our Discord. And there's a link uh, usually in our show notes and uh, Twitter and all that. So, Nicole, uh, she, uh, Philly, right? Born and bred, like that. West Philadelphia, born and bred. Um, these are, are, are cakes, like a sponge cake almost, but better, with a butterscotch icing on top. And these are a Philly classic. So, Joel, this is his first take on the Tasty Cake Butterscotch Crimpet. Joel, take it away. Okay, I'm buying down now. Is this good podcasting? Me yep. chewing 
in, yep. on the microphone. Yep, Marconi Award winning. Mm. I like it. It's nice. It's very rich. Yep. Buttery. Very buttery. Yep. It's um, it's like a sort of donut-like texture. Mm-hmm. And nice thick icing. Yeah. Uh, very sweet. Yep. I think this would go really nicely with a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a bit, for any British listeners, it's a bit like a yum-yum. I don't know if you have yum-yums in the States, but it's kind of like a more, it's sort of like a cross between a donut and a, a croissant, and it's glazed. So yeah, that's but, what it's reminding me of. But um, more chemicals. Very, very nice. More chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like all those great, buttery. delicious, natural things, but more chemicals. Uh, all right, good. So a scale of one to ten on the butterscotch crimpet. Uh, solid eight. Ooh. And it, it would be a nine if I had a cup of tea with me. Right. All right. This is going to be a really good afternoon treat. I can see myself at school sitting down, cup of English tea, yep, splash of milk, and a butterscotch crimpet. Is that what it's called, crimpet? Uh, yeah, butterscotch crimpet, yep. Which is a little bit different than the British crimpet, right? I mean, well, crumpets. We have crumpets. crumpets. This is a... uh, yeah. Good point. I stink. Not really good with words, Joel. I do a podcast. You'd think, <laughs> what? Uh all right, good. I like that. Yeah, for, uh, obscure British uh, baked goods. Yeah, you need to work on that, Damon. I do, I do. All right, well, that makes me feel good. Um, do you know what a pikelet is? A pikelet? A pikelet. P-I-K-E-L-E-T. <laughs> I knew what the second part of, the, of that term was. <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, listen, I know my way around. Um, I can navigate that landscape if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm. no, I've never, I've never heard of that. What is this? What, are, what are we talking about? Um, y- you look it up. Maybe we'll discuss pikelets next time. Maybe every week I'll teach you about another weird British baked like, thing. I'm gonna look it up. Right, look it up <laughs> Thirty right minutes now. of utter shit so far. So. Who cares? I don't care about you, these listeners. You think I care? All right. Um, what, uh, spell it. What is it? P i k e l e t. And listeners, you can join in. Yeah, Get please. the old Google machine out. Yeah. Google image search. Have a look. All right. Well, all right. Now, it says Australia, uh, New Zealand. A thick type oh, of I, sweet. Okay. Okay. Hear me. A thick type of sweet pancake and then uh, a thin crumpet. Um, all right. So let's do an image search. Oh, they're pancakes. They're like mini. They're tiny pancakes. But they, all right. I'll t- I'll tell you what this is. Oh my god. I'm. If I. Sh- this is. So my wife would make these fucking things. I kid you not. But she called it something different. She called it a fucking... A fucking? That's No, that's weird. That wouldn't be it. That's definitely not it. Um, Damon, I've made you your favorite. Here is some fucking. (laughs) Here's some... Yeah. I'd be like, all right. Finally. Um, No, she called it a fine... Like, I want to pronounce it fine coffin. Fine... Like... Fine, whoa, fine yeah. coffin. Fine, fine. I was like, but yeah, it's like that's how it was pronounced, but I don't think it's spelled like fine coffin. But, um, but yeah, they look exactly like. I've made like, you a fine coffin. That's, <laughs> right, that's right. quite threatening, doesn't it? Rest in peace. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what these. But that's it. Looks like this. It looks like these, and they're a little bit like um, they're not quite pancakes. They're. It's chewier. It's got a yeah. kind of rubbery texture, yeah. consistency to it. I've had these things, but they're they're just a different name. And 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 I like I feel like it was like like you know how like your family has like 
I don't know. It's, it's fucking lasagna, but you might call it bukama. I don't know. I just made up a word. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's lasagna. But in my family, we called it bukama. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, every time I have lasagna, I'm going to be like, oh, can you pass the bukama? Uh Super Jcast frozen dinners butkama Butkama. to stores near you. <laughs> I wonder if that'll take off. Can, can we get that trending butkama? Um, I mean, someone, Kyle, listen to Kyle, made a graphic of me versus a pastrami sandwich. Oh. So surely someone can make a picture of a lasagna and figure out how the fuck you spell whatever it is you just butkama. said. Butkama. Butkama. Uh, yeah, I don't care how you spell it. I don't care if it's B O. I think there's an apostrophe in there somewhere, isn't there? Can we make it an umlaut somewhere? Is what that, that'd be awesome because everything rules with an umlaut, uh, like right. Arsenal midfielder Meza Özil. Is that right? He's a, is he an umlaut guy? He is. Um, yep. t- trying to think of uh, hockey players. The only umlauts I, I'm very familiar with is Motley Crue. That's that's uh, that's where you get the umlauts. Uh, and I think Motorhead has the umlauts too, right? Is that how it's pronounced? So, umlaut. Am I pronouncing so is that it? yeah? Is that so? Is that pronounced in Murderhead? Uh, listen, I don't know. Every listen, if you like one Motorhead song, you like them all because they all sound the fucking same. It's like ACDC. Like if you like one ACDC song, you like their entire oh, fucking no. catalog. The umlauts on the second O, so it would be Motorhead, I guess. Ugh. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This <laughs> they're just trying to be. Cool. This is a very special like, podcast, isn't it? It really is. You have no idea how special this podcast. You don't. You don't understand the the hoops that it took to get to this. And I'm so happy that this podcast has turned out exactly the way it has so far. You have no idea. All right. Um, what you don't know, listeners, is that every single part of this is very carefully scripted. You think we're ad libbing it, but it's not. No. We've both got a script. Uh, I'm reading out my parts. They, and we, we've got the name of that lasagna thing. We've got the pie clips in there. We've got motorhead umlauts. I'm up to that bit, so I can tick that off the list. Right, right, right. We got it all. Um, yeah, it's like, you know how, like, Seinfeld or, like, Goodfellas, you know, you think, oh, my God, what a, what a, just a, a, a masterful work in acting. No, it's all ad lib. Caddyshack, yeah, ad lib. Right? That's us. You know? It's like we it's so natural that it has to be scripted. Right? That's what it is. We talked about uh Well, we're not gonna talk about that again. <laughs> but I don't Alright. Hey, listen. <laughs> Just... I don't I don't know about anybody else, but we we the number one, let me say that, the number one New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, because there's many of them. Many of them. The number one. New Japan Podcast is ready to go. We're all warmed up, all 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 gears, all systems go. What's going on, Joel, in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling right now? Let's talk about the newly crowned IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada, who got married recently oh. to Suzuko Mimori, who is a Japanese actress, voice actress, and singer from Tokyo, uh, represented by Hibiki cast. Mimori is best known as the voice of Umi Sonoda Umi Sonoda Sonoda from the Love Love Live franchise. Oh. Uh, Michael is asking, can we call Okada's new wife the Rain Mama? Now, I was thinking if they have children, she could be the Rain Baby Maker. Right. Uh, Vase Collector says, how upset are you guys that Okada is off the market now that he's married? Well, you know, I think uh, I, th- I would say he would be listed in uh, let's let's kick it old school, hunky boy, right? Yeah, uh, we're burying the lead here, David. Why the fuck weren't we invited to his wedding? That's that's a great question. That's that's a listen. First, David Finley, and now this. I I'm feel fuming. like we get this. Yeah, I I'm a good gift giver too. Let me, let me tell you something. You check that fucking envelope. You know, you know, you you know. I showed up at that wedding. I write a big check. I write a big check for a wedding. 
I like weddings. I have fun at weddings. I think because everybody's there to have a good time. But you know, so, especially if it's Kazushka, open bar. You you could have got some um, butterscotch crimpets out of this. Ah, you know, you you fucked up. You fucked up. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, send me a an, an image of of uh, this young lady. I'm gonna I want to check. I'm gonna check out what uh who got the ring here. Who who uh you know if you want to find a kind of ring on it was that song you know that song is that Beyonce yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know those words though if you want, no, you're getting, listeners you're getting a bit karaoke as well yeah what yeah. other podcasts are quite this brilliant and diverse no I'm all medicated it's great um well how's I'm it go I'm on sugar and butterscotch right. icing right uh let's see here oh here you go here she is I've sent you a oh. name you can you hey, can well, Google research you lazy prick and now i gotta look <laughs> hey i'm i got a, a podcast to run here with all these brilliant segments that i've planned ahead of time i'm trying to copy this why, why won't my finger oh here we go Come on. copy is it your well lubricated soft smooth my fingers soft, yeah sometimes my phone is so soft that my phone doesn't even recognize that i'm touching it, it. just slips out of your hand yeah that's what all the girls say <laughs> i don't even know you're touching me with these soft hands <laughs> Oh, oh silly goose! All right, let's see here. I, I gotta, I gotta get rid of this picklet uh, picture, picklet, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, here, that's not it. D- Editor Dan is texting me now. All right, let's get him on the show. I know. Oh, she's adorable. All right, while, while you're looking at that, should I go into another question, or are you ready to yeah. give us your hot take on Okada's new wife? She's, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. Okay, I mean, Editor Dan just said, as opposed I mean, not that to Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> right. Because right. it does sound a bit like that. Suzuko Mimori. Yeah. Why did he set... Suzuko Mimori. Yeah. Yeah, so wait. You got to understand. Um, we... So I, Joel sends me just the name so I can copy and paste and stick it in, you know, the Google machine. And it's on the same... Uh, chat group that dan is on so like just dan just randomly sees the fucking name come up and then he sends a picture of minoru suzuki <laughs> oh dan dan's the best this is the worst which we've ever done or the best this one. is really great isn't it all right uh all right so yes congratulations to him yeah yeah we he missed out on uh on us attending that wedding and uh shame on him maybe we'll get in uh, some other time invite damon to the honeymoon because well, as we've hand. heard on this episode, he he knows his stuff. I know my way around. Listen, I know my way around that thing. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's a thing. Well, I'm just saying it's a tricky thing. It's not the. It's not the, Look, you take a look at that thing. You don't know where to start. You know, seriously. Oh God, it's, it's crazy. You need a roadmap. You know what I mean? Like you, got, you don't know what's going on in there. That's crazy down down there. It's crazy. You gotta fucking. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta know where to go. Wind up in so, a bad neighborhood. Kazushka, if you're listening, you know where to find us, mate. At the yeah. Super J Cast on Twitter. Reach out to us. We'll, <laughs> Damon will help you out. We'll, we'll I see just, you all right. I, I can just picture Harold with a pair of earbuds, you know, with his feet. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Let me listen to these Super J Cast boys. These guys? Really? Yeah. yeah, this is the this is who we're... What? Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Okay, so, Editor Dan, just, just wipe the first... 22 minutes and 48 seconds of this episode, please. Mm. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Super <laughs> J-Cast. We're actually going to talk about some wrestling now. Let's uh, 
have a look back on this big show at Madison Square Garden. So a week on, further thoughts on it. John says, I was there in MSG and haven't had a chance to rewatch any of it. I'm wondering if either of you has had a chance to rewatch any of the matches to get the at-home perspective. And what, if any, other differences? I did. I always, if I'm at a show live, I like to watch the broadcast just to see what I missed. And but I think we had such good seats that there wasn't anything that I thought, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't notice that when we were there live. But I did enjoy rewatching it. And man, just those matches were so good. All, all of the New Japan matches just knocked it out of the park. Have you had a chance to rewatch anything yet? I did uh, um, a little bit. Not, not too much, but I, 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 I feel the same thing. Like I kind of wanted to see what it looked like from a TV perspective, how the arena looked from, you know, for people sitting at home, the lighting. Like I kind of geek out a little bit on that. Like how's the presentation? I was curious uh, how a four-man booth was going to work out. Right with Chris, we were talking with Chris Troughton all weekend. We were hanging out dinners. Um, I love Chris. I think Chris is hilarious. Um, he's a good guy, and it's funny too because he would see us, and you could tell he was kind of like by himself. So he was, you know, you know he was a bit starstruck, he, wasn't he? He was shy like, I, coming over, he, talking to the big guns. <laughs> right, right, the true broadcasting professionals. Uh, but he was cool, you know what I mean? Like, like I just, I just enjoy his company. Like, he's just, like to me, he's like a peaceful guy. I don't know, I don't know what it is. I like, I just like, I just like being around. I don't know. Um, and plus, I'm trying to get the rub <laughs> from him. Come on, Chris, help us out. Um, now, nah, but he was cool. Um, so I wanted to hear how the booth turned out. I, I will say this, and I, and I, and I haven't been online a lot in the past couple of days, but. What I have seen is plenty of of dunking on on Ring of Honor, and I think from yeah, a booking, we've perspective, got a lot of questions about that. Don't you do we? Worry. Okay, okay, okay. We'll get there. Um, a lot of dunking on on the booking specifically. I'm going to be truthful and say this: I don't really think the matches were terrible, right? I don't I don't think any of the ma- I thought the latter match they worked really hard. Um. Again, it was more of what what are they thinking with a lot of the, the decisions that they were making from a booking perspective. Um, I mean, listen, they had stinkers, but I, I don't. I thought the, the show top to bottom was really good. I really enjoyed it. And again, I, the New Japan matches I th- I think delivered on TV. Uh, I thought White and Okada was just fucking brilliant. Um, Naito and Ibushi was was as dangerous as I remember it. You know, um, and it's fun. I don't know. There was there was I I mentioned last show that it felt like I didn't get the full New Japan experience. And I still stick to that to a certain degree. But man, those matches you you, you at least from a New Japan presentation and perspective I th- I really think they fucking hit a home run. It was really just great matches, great atmosphere. Everybody, everybody was up for it too. That's another thing that I noticed too, and I think it may not have translated as well over the over TV. But even so, I, th- I thought this crowd was fucking on fire from for from from for, for like five hours. It felt like um, it didn't feel like there was any letdown. I, I loved it. I, I and again, even after, after uh, watching a handful of the New Japan matches, nah, I don't think any of the buzz has worn off. I don't think any of the any of the magic has worn off from being there live. Um, and, and again, the feedback that I saw was mostly thumbs up around the board for the show as a whole. Ring of Honor stuff is getting, getting pounded. 
but the New Japan stuff delivered and, and in some ways over-delivered. Yeah, that's in our little New Japan bubble. I know there were a lot of ROH fans in there, a lot of Matt Taven fans, Some like we said last week, who we met. And I think the only stuff that was... One match that was a big miss was the women's match because it just wasn't a very good match yeah. and we've got a question here from robin says out of interest was there much japanese presence at msg there was uh, a japanese couple sitting behind us uh, yep. a lady who's a big fan of ibushi uh, i actually met a few japanese fans at the airport on my as i was leaving and i was wearing my yano t-shirt and this guy walked past on my t-shirt and was like oh yano toru he was really excited about that but uh just eyeballing it damon did you see many japanese fans about um, more than I thought. I mean, I, um, I think again the whole idea of Mania Weekend. If you like pro wrestling, that's that's a destination, right? Um, and New York and and all that. So I, I think there's a, there there was a, a bit of a travel element. Yeah, right behind us, sitting right next to uh, Real Hero Eric, um, uh, was was a couple. And from what Eric was saying, was was telling me, no English or very very, very little. But it's it's amazing, and for anybody who goes over there knows, it's you know it's that love of pro wrestling, right? So which which is able to be easily understood and and shared and communicated with everyone, right? So it was a lot of that, um, and you could hear her. Yeah, she was doing you know how how they just chant the name, you know, um, they were doing that. Uh, I would say not a ton, but definitely a presence. You know, you you would see, yeah. Um, again, you're not getting fifty thousand, but I think it, at just about every show there were some. We met uh, one uh, or two at Rev Pro. Um, yeah, I, I I think they were represented well. They did good. All right. Well, let's touch on the relationship between the two companies going forwards, because we we think well, we know. I mean, has it been confirmed that New Japan didn't know about the Enzo and Cass angle. Glozier says, can Damon confirm for us that Enzo was the big talent surprise showing up at the MSG show that we spoke about in the build-up? Uh, yeah, you got us there. Uh, Nicole, Booze Leprechaun says, how mad do we think New Japan officials back in Japan are mad at ROH considering that the general consensus coming out of Mania Weekend appears to be DDT show is better than G1 Supercard? I, I wouldn't agree with that. If I you like DDT and you were, if, you, if you're a big fan of DDT or you were live at the show, then you might think that, but I, people, I'm not into DDT and... I, I thought the G1 Supercard was great. Uh, Rambones Slamping says, what are your thoughts on the status of the ROH New Japan partnership following the MSG show? It's King of Scotch Star. King of Scotch Star. After the MSG show, it definitely feels like this ROH New Japan partnership could hurt New Japan's Western expansion. Production fuck-ups at TV are fine, I guess, but MSG, when you've had months to plan your biggest show ever, embarrassing. The ROH parts really hurt this show. And Shaldidi says, what does New Japan have to benefit from their partnership with ROH at this point? I mean, we heard from various sources that New Japan management weren't exactly happy at the stuff that happened on the ROH side. Um, so what do you think? Do you think there's a chance that this is going to damage their relationship going forward? I can't imagine them being thrilled, right? Now, again, they're going to make the, the most out of this. Um, and we're seeing that with like Briscoe's and G.O.D. stuff and that kind of you know, uh, online uh, banter back and forth, right? So, again, we're going to try and turn chicken salad out of chicken shit. But, yeah, I can't, you know, I don't I don't think, and here's the thing, I don't think that's any surprise. Can't imagine that them being thrilled with, you know, a ladder match going 
as long as it did. Or or that fucking uh, Bully Ray segment that went on forever, right? With that poor guy who was brought out there, fed to the wolves, right? To go out there and rap. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that rap? Yeah, and everyone was booing the rap. And then Bully Ray comes out. He's supposed to be the baby face. Right. And he starts insulting the rapper. And people are cheering Bully Ray. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right, right. I felt I, I actually felt bad for that guy. Like I don't know him from Adam. I, I wouldn't, you know, th- th- not on my radar. But uh, you're gonna pull him out. You know, we're waiting for main events to to kick in here, and we're gonna wheel this guy out and put him in just a, like just the worst spot ever. I mean, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I performed at Madison Square Garden. No, you were booed out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's something you put in your fucking resume. Uh, but yeah, it's that kind of stuff where they're, you know. And again, I I have not point blank asked, hey, did you guys know about Enzo? I mean, they, they you know, I, I, think, I would think they had to know something, right? I can't imagine them not knowing anything. I can imagine them hearing it and being like, what are you going to do? But I can't imagine them not knowing. like the wrestlers didn't know. I mean, you go back and watch that, and uh, God, just looking absolutely perplexed, they, like they've got no idea what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're mean, speculating here. We don't know. Yeah, but we are. To me, it, to me, it looks like they didn't know about it. And yeah, I, I mean, look, I hope, I hope that as a working company or two companies working together, that that didn't happen. You know that. Like, there is nothing worse. There is nothing that turns my stomach worse than working the boys. Ugh. Like, how? We're not talking Dalton Castle's boys either. No, we're not. Like, that the whole idea of that, to me, is so fucking... Like, why? Like, are you afraid? Like, seriously, are you afraid that's going to get leaked? Are you afraid that's going to get, you know, that people are going to get spoiled by that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand that mentality of keeping it from the people working the show like keeping it from us fine whatever you know we're, what the fuck are we but to keep it from the company and again the people that you're imp- i don't i don't that makes no sense to me i i don't understand that at all it's one of those ugh, things that i don't like about pro wrestling um that and you know when anybody critiques anything we're you're just a bunch of marks all right thanks you, you got worked you got worked did I? It's heel heat. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Uh, that's that's what I hate. Like, I just, you know, you just don't hear that in any other form of sport or entertainment. You know, imagine me going into a locker room and being like, you, how many fucking power plays you've been on, Damon? <laughs> None, actually. Actually, I've been on a few, but not at a very high level. Uh, you know what I mean? How many curve balls have you fucking hit? Okay. You fucking mark. Okay, all right, we get it. Again, I might not know how to prepare a fucking five course, five star meal, but I know a good fucking meal when I get one. You know what I mean? Jerk offs. All right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So Galactiva uh, says, uh, did you notice almost all matches and segments booked by ROH at G1 Supercard are designed to draw heat? It's like they're obsessed to copy uh, Vince McMahon booking mentality with this show. Yeah, it did kind of reek to me of sort of bad attitude era stuff. Uh, and Nicole also asks, hindsight being 2020, how much do we think the last minute additions of Tanahashi, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito Ibushi 
was always planned versus a reaction by New Japan to what ROH was telling them about their half of the G1 supercar. So do you think there's a chance that ROH put uh, brought to their table what they their matches were going to be and then New Japan thought, oh shit, we better put some better matches on here? Or do you think yeah. it was always the plan to go with those yeah. two? I think... I think... I think for, from at least, and again, speculating, but I think from a, a New Japan perspective, the only monkey wrench wrenches that were thrown their way were, you know, contracts and people coming and going and then kind of booking that out to match uh, a destination of where they need to be come G1, come, you know, Dominion, come uh, this coming up Wrestle Kingdom, right? That was that was it. I don't think, I, truth be told, I don't think Ring of Honor had any play factor decision making in, in what New Japan's direction was on this show specifically uh, aside from okay you have six matches you know and you have this much time to do it in um i think aside from that they ring of honor had no bearing whatsoever except uh, in in and i will say this you know that first match especially with Jeff Cobb right i mean that 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 might have some uh, cross promotional things, you know, some discussions of what needs to be done, and and again the juice stuff and stuff like that, stuff where there's that cross stream. I'm sure there was some discussion, at least a little bit, anyway. But the main stuff, nah. I think I think it was all New Japan going forward. Now, ROH today announced. I don't know if this is all of the names or just some of the New Japan names that are going to be at their War of the Worlds tour. Gorillas of Destiny, Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroki Goto. Now, if that's uh, oh, it, that, if, if those are all the guys that they're sending over for War of the Worlds, mm. to me, that is a clear step down from the people that they've sent in the past, which could that suggest that maybe they're starting to sour on the relationship slightly? I mean, that's that's not ticket-moving names, that's for sure. I mean, I will say this, that you know, a guy like Nagata, a guy like, uh, you said Kojima too, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, this is their first time, right? Um, so that would be the interest for people who may have gone to these shows in the past. Those people were never on them, uh, on those shows. So if you're a fan and you're like a complete, you know, you, you know, you like to have see different people, that that's a draw. But for a casual audience, you know, that's those aren't names that are ticket movers in my mind. Right. Um, yeah, that's not. I mean, last year, what you always had the Los Ingobernables, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, American the only tour. other thing I could, could be at play here is maybe all everyone else on the roster is already spoken for. Maybe they had plans or shows. I haven't looked at the calendar yet, but uh, either way, it's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, that could that definitely could be a possibility. But yeah, that's 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 not sexy at all. I mean, that that's really not. Again, for for geeks like us that you know haven't seen Nagata in years or haven't seen uh, Kojima in years, that's a draw. But here's the thing: what are they running? Toronto, Buffalo. I'm not saying they're not major cities. Toronto obviously is. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not like this is a massive tour. Or is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Kojima and Tenzan in that Crockett Cup too? I think it's Koji, Kojima and Nagata. Actually, let me look is it, it up. Okay, it might, it might. You might be right about that too. Um, so yeah, maybe you know, 
maybe it's just kind of like a uh, sending these guys to kind of hit all these different spots and and that and that be that. So yeah, okay, I got it here. So we've got the the first round brackets are Briscoe Brothers against Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Brody King and PCO versus yeah it's Kojima and Nagata Flip Gordon and Bandido versus Guerrero Maya Jr. and Stuka Jr. and the Walkings Crimson and Jack Stain versus Wildcard Battle Royal winners uh, I wonder who that's going to be <laughs> any accused rapists <laughs> and their very large friends on the horizon for the Crockett who can't rap. rap who knows who can't rap <laughs> Did you, right. did you wait? Did you watch that? Did you, did you ever catch that? That the, oh, the what end, his his, his uh, rape accusation defense rap? Is that what that was? It was. I mean, yeah. I, all I heard was just noise. To be quite honest with you, and the the building kind of like hand waving it. Like he performed WrestleMania weekend, and there's like a video out there where he gets you know just hand waved off the fucking stage. I think they were doing delete. They were doing the delete thing. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to go out of your way to watch that one. That one's a, um, that one's a doozy. That, that one's a fucking doozy. Yeah, he stinks. Like, not only stinks in in the ring wise, but like, it just stinks. Like, what is the re- like what? Well, okay. To play devil's advocate, and this is something I, I mentioned when we talked last week, and Joe Lanza talked about as well. Do you think that Enzo? is going to bring in more casual fans than fans that he runs off who are saying, oh, I don't want to watch no. ROH anymore because of him. Do, do, uh, no. Is he going to be really a net don't. positive to ROH? So he's going to be a ticket mover. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Do you think that there is a significant no. amount of casual fans who are going to think that because you know, he has What's got a big social 10? media presence... Ten. You well, the metric the metric that was used is that this guy's got like a million, over a million Instagram followers. What the so fuck? So just does that, that off the bat, well, it could so you you don't think that that could translate to any people thinking, oh, I'm going to check this guy out on ROH programming? No, I don't, and 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 that might be me being naive. No, I don't. And what does that? Do you think those million Instagram followers or whatever that means? Um, do you really think that translates into money? Like, I know people who work in social media marketing. Well, you can pay for those followers. For right. Start. right. I know. Editor Dan did this he, as an experiment. I think he paid like 5p or something and managed to get like 500 extra likes for a photo that our friend had uploaded of them at a football match or something. He, yeah, right. it's not difficult to get extra followers and likes but i, I don't know how many fiber. of those are legit and i uh, i don't know but there, there might be some casual wrestling fans who knew him in wwe who might be interested in tuning in i don't know i've got no idea i can't give you a hot take and say yes i think it's going to be good or no it's going to be terrible for the business because i i really don't know all i can tell you is i'm not fucking watching it no i have zero interest and it's not like me with a picket sign protesting it's not it at all it's, I don't have any interest He's in He's a shit wrestler. Yes. He stinks in the ring. He does. Both he, of them. He, like, knocked himself out one of the last times he was in there. I have no interest in the shtick. I have no interest in him doing whatever that fucking dance thing he does, that that curly shuffle fucking nonsense thing he does. I, I does nothing for me. Zilch. Zero. Not a thing. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, like, and, and, and 
I, you know, and here's the thing too. What what was memorable about their run in WWE? Like like. No, they, I, w- I will say this right. The first when me and Editor Down first met, actually, we went to the NXT Takeover show in London, and there was a tag title match uh, between the Revival and Enzo Cast, which I really enjoyed. But apart beyond that match, I can't remember them producing anything of quality in ring. To be fair, he had a feud with Daniel Bryan. Like how do how do you not have something good come out of that? You know what I mean? This this I, guy beat Pack for the cruiserweight title. Right. This is the, the same Pack who hasn't lost a match in what since he was active again about six months. Yeah. Imagine him being told. You are jobbing to Enzo Amore tonight. But and here's the thing too. Over and above all that, Joel, uh, you know, and again, it's Ring of Honor, so I don't give a fuck. But even above all that, this guy actively and and vehemently shit on pro wrestling. Like it was he he's you know, he's like, I don't not, you know, I don't give a fuck about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my rap thing. Okay. Great. Now, when the rap thing dries up and you can't fucking sell a a a, 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 a one record, nobody's coming to see your dumb shows, your silly shows, right? Now it's oh, time to hop back into the pro wrestling thing again. I, I look, people can see through that. People people aren't stupid; they can see through it. And to me. It's a guy looking for a quick hit money grab, take advantage of it while it's hot, and get the fuck out. That's all he's doing. So I, I can't support that. Nope. Nope. My money will go to people who uh, are interested in this art form, that are passionate about this art form, and that are there to entertain me, not to take my money. Right? And trust me, it's pro wrestling. I get it. There's plenty of that. I understand. I, I know that. But at least You're not going to be it. funding for Will Ospreay's mum to get a new car then. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. But I will say, at least fucking fake it for me. At least fucking smile. And show me the decent consideration of not just sticking your fucking fingers in my wallet and up my ass. Alright? <laughs> We're getting horny again. Oh, we are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question. Uh, Kiwi Skunt says, are AEW the big winners coming out of ROH's complete failure MSG? So what do you think Again, they were thinking sitting there watching that? I don't think it was a complete failure. Again, I think the matches were good. I really do. I don't think the match. Again, some of them weren't better than others. But I think overall, I wasn't like looking at these matches being like, fuck this, right? It wasn't. It wasn't that at all. And, and, and again, I'm trying to be fair about it and be objective. Um, again, I think the, I think the, the biggest egg on their face is a lot of the booking decisions and and what the the use of their use of what they had given the space and time on that show that I think that they wasted. I, I think that's where they fucked up. They really didn't utilize the space and time that they had available to them to help put them in a better light than before the show. That's really what it is. All right, so no real implications for All Elite Wrestling then? Well, no. Why would why would All Elite? Why the would the suggestion being that maybe New Japan management were thinking, oh, I don't like this. 
let's get on the phone to Tony gotcha. Khan and work something out. The, the only thing that I think is a serious stumbling block for that, uh, people have mentioned it before, is the AAA CMLL thing. Because they would have to upset a few people to right. if, if they were to sever ties. Here's what I really feel like the relationship is at this point. And again, what do we know? Until New Japan has their own production team here in the United States that they work with, whether that's you know whether that's a relationship that they build or you know again there's a lot to go on to put on a major pro wrestling show first and foremost the fucking ring right then the lighting and the staging and the sound and the fuck all that goes into it the camera work until they have their own that might be a difficult road to hoe so now you got two choices all elite ring of honor to help you with that Right. To me, well, go ahead. Okay, no, I was uh, to me the sexier option is all elite, of course. But the problem is, is that you got to go back with your tail between your legs a little bit, right? And you know, it's not like they're going to get a good deal from them, from them, right? It's not like New Japan goes and be like, "Look, all right, let's let's get this working relationship together." I don't know what the fuck happened, but let's. So you know, you gotta you gotta come correct. But then it's not like all elites going to be like, "Okay, well, I'm going to give you a nice little discount of price," right? It's 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 a weird thing, but it's like you know, you just broke up with the girlfriend, then you're going out with a new chick, and it's like, okay, she's nice and all, but she's not. You know, she's not Renee. <laughs> all elites are Renee. <laughs> well, no, I, this, I, I will put it, all elite is chatting to a girl on Tinder. Yep. You don't know if they're real or not. Because all yep. elite, it's not, it's, there's nothing tangible there yet. Yep. You got a couple nudes, right? Got a couple nudes, which is nice, right? Got a couple uh, little flirty texts going back and forth, right? Talking about, you know, got how some good Kenny you Omega are. dick pics. Yep, yep, yep. You're talking about how good you are finding the roadmap and shit, you know. <laughs> You're selling yourself a little bit. You're both doing a little bit back and forth. And it's getting nice and it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's cute to get, right? You don't know what you got. You don't know what you got. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Umpunk says, does putting this G1 Supercard on WrestleMania weekend help or hurt New Japan? Would it have been better to book Madison Square Garden at some other time in the year and not be perceived by some as riding WWE's coattails? I don't really think that's an issue. I mean, they sold out Madison Square Garden. Nobody cares when it was. There's not going to be an asterisk saying they sold out Madison Square Garden, but it was during WrestleMania weekend. So I don't really see that as being a stick to beat New Japan with, personally. I don't, but but we're normal human beings. There, there are animals out there that'll just ride. The, oh, there was WrestleMania weekend, and maybe if they they should talk to me when they sell seven events. <laughs> you know, you hear it all the time. So, yeah, it, it could have been in March. It could have been in July. It could have been in November. That they, that building would have sold out. I really truly believe it. That audience, that that area, um, you that it would sell out. I promise you. Fucking Blur oh. played there at Sold Out. Stone Roses played there at Sold Out. You're in New York. There's pockets of people that have an interest in just about anything. It's fucking the tri-state area. It would sell out. No problem. Let's touch on this uh, G.O.D. Briscoe's thing. So Tamatonga 
made some comments. Uh, there was a little video backstage after the match where he threw the ROH tag titles on the floor, said, piece of shit, nobody gives a fuck about an ROH. Uh, then tweeted out that the uh, about Enzo and Cassette, they jumped the losers of the match, ROH booking at his finest. He, he looked legitimately pissed while it was going on. I went back and watched it and I think he... Obviously, they're working towards a match with the Briscoes, but I think legitimately, uh, Tamatonga Tangelo must have been upset that Enzo ruined their big moment. And Briscoes retorted that an excellent video, Jay Briscoe, very underrated, and <laughs> said they made comments about the World Tag League being the most boring fucking tournament in the world, which you have to laugh at. Uh, okay. Honestly, Damon, I'm quite into this feud. And having Enzo More, I hate to say it, has made it more interesting. So if they can book feuds about Enzo rather than involving Enzo, then I'm all into it. So right. Nathan says, where do you see the G.O.D. Briscoe's feud going? Uh, Tony says, how excited is the Super J-Cast for the inevitable Briscoe Brothers G.O.D. stiff plunder match? That promo by the Briscoes was incredible. And Eric says, when G.O.D. mentioned not getting paid for MSG, was this just a random heel and weird thing to say or rooted in some shoot situation? I don't know about that. Maybe you can shed some light on that. But I'm assuming this is to build up a ROH feud for the ROH tag titles, which was tangentially related to what we talk about. But the promos are great and I will watch it. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I'll tell you what. The, the, to me, what this was, was were four professionals, right, who turned once again chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, they, they, they made the most of a situation that no one in particularly enjoyed and at best had people scratching their heads of why the fuck would this company do that? And they turned it into something interesting and they made it work for themselves. Professionals, great job. Using, using social media as the medium to kind of, I don't want to say steer clear of the nonsense of that situation, but to make it work not only for them, but for everyone. Because that's what everybody's been talking about for the past couple of days are those fucking videos. That him chucking that belt, piece of trash. Nobody gives a fuck about it. You know, right? Great. I mean, how great was that? I, we, you know, how many retweets did we get from that? Right? Yeah, it was like an immediate baby face turn for Tamatonga. After all the people he pissed off during the G1 last year, it was it wiped the slate clean, all is forgiven, everyone loves him now. Yeah, I, it's, I, I, and here's the thing too. He's, I, I, I really do like him. I do like him. G1 aside, you know, and all that stuff. And that really wasn't so much, you know, a lot of that probably wasn't even his fault. You know, he was booked to, to do a certain thing. Um, that being said, that, that, that's a positive. Briscoe's as well. Positive, right? Turning that uh, into something that, that at least people can sink their teeth into. I saw someone did tweet, though, or someone posted something where um, it might have been Voices of Wrestling, where um, I don't want to see one fucking lockup or one hold during this entire match, right, if this happens, which is, I agree 100%. This just needs to be a fucking fight between these two teams. And that be I would pay money for that. Sure, absolutely. Let's move on to talking about the G1 in Dallas because we've had some updates here. Because uh, each got a card of Jay White, Tetsuya Naita and Kota Ibushi will all be at Dallas for the first day of G1 Climax 29 on July the 6th. The tournament entrance will be announced at a later date. Uh, the Observer says Dallas tickets are now being discounted. So these are quite drastic changes from the approach that they had been going previously with the marketing or lack thereof, which 
to me, Damon, call me crazy, to me, smacks of new a new team, new management in charge of that. So I don't know what you think about that, but we've got some questions coming in. Uh, John from Discord says uh, two things this week. One, WWE announced locally that Raw will be here at the American Airlines Center in Dallas on July the 1st, the Monday before G1 Dallas. Are they being petty and how does this affect New Japan ticket sales? And two, Texas native Lance Archer has put out a call for people to join him for street promotion of G1 Dallas. I should join him, right? Uh, so what does New Japan need to do to improve ticket sales for G1 Dallas? And Vase Collector says, is New Japan producing G1 Dallas alone or using ROH production without the outward branding? So your thoughts, please, on G1 Dallas situation, please. Yeah, I think you, I, one, I think you nailed it right on the head, actually. You, you hit the nail right on the head. In the, in, in the sense of, it does feel like I don't necessarily say a night and day between what we've saw previously with promotion stuff, especially online, but it does have a different feel, right? And it, and and them announcing at least names. Now, again, I don't know if necessarily they're in the tournament, mind you, right? Because, again, I, I still, from my understanding, is we're just getting a single block. You're not getting A and B block matches in Dallas. You're getting either A or B. And the names that were announced – don't necessarily mean that either one of those any any of those names are going to be in tournament matches. They will be there, and that's awesome. That helps, and that's you know, people like to see that. That helps say, you know, them make up their mind of okay, these are names that I like. I like these people. Let's let's fucking buy a ticket. So it does feel like a, at least if there if it's new people, great. If it's just the same people, kind of getting woken up. Uh, if it's whatever the case may be, it does feel like there there was a like little little shift. Something was rattled, um, which again needed to be done, and I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the casuals needed that assurance, didn't they? After all the fiasco with the new beginning in USA and uh, names not turning up, like casual fans, people who aren't complete geeks like us, they don't know what the G one is. They don't know yeah. who to expect to be there. So this is definitely going to help and. It's right out of the playbook for the whoever's marketing the stuff for London because you look at the right. great job they did marketing Royal Quest and that's like a month after the G1 Dallas show and they announced the people that are going to be participating in that ages ago. So it, it does seem to be like uh, mirroring the situation there. Yeah, uh, you know. Again, different situations and different factors are playing into this as well, right? I mean, to me... London is a hotter wrestling market than, say, Dallas. Right? Yeah, but I'm just talking about the marketing alone. Royal yeah. Quest has been marketed really heavily, really positively, and they told us very clearly up front, we're going to have Okada, Naito, Tanahashi, Ibushi. Right. And that was a long time ago. Dallas, we had nothing up until today. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, listen, I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, and if it's, uh, again, a fresh face, a new perspective, the same old people getting smartened up, whatever the case may be. But it does, it, it, there is something there, and I think that you, you are right in the sense that um, there, there, there was a change. There, and it, if it, again, if it was direction, if it was people, whatever the case may be, it, there was a positive change. And it does, you know, yeah. If they, listen, emulate, just whoever it is, just fucking copy the British people. <laughs> The British team, or you know, whatever, whoever's doing the the fucking promoting there. That that's that's who you got to copy and emulate. Two, I'll tell you another thing. How about that Lance Archer talking about people hustling and talking about people making things work? This is a guy who wasn't even booked 
on the Madison Square Garden show, which I think is a travesty, to be quite honest with you. Um, you couldn't stick him in the fucking rumble, right? Um, I see, you know, you mentioned it. It's interesting that Davy Boy Smith Jr. wasn't there because he was at Bloodsport, so he was around. Yeah. He wasn't even there the entire weekend. Like he was on, he wasn't on any show. Really? You can't, you can't book Lance Archer yeah, did for blood any sport. fucking show. Well, David Boy did. David Boy yeah. did. Oh yeah, Lance. Yeah, nothing as far as I know. Nothing, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. He's out there on social media talking about, hey, if you if you're not familiar with the G1, do a little research, look it up. But this is the tournament that you want to be at. This is pro wrestling that you want to be at. This is historic. This is the first night of this of this tournament. He's out there hustling. And he's out there trying to, to, to get to get the buzz going. And, and there's no guarantee he's even on this fucking show. He lives in Texas, for Christ's sake. If he's not on the show, it'd be a travesty. I think I really feel like that's a wasted opportunity, man. I th- I, I, here's what I think Lance Archer needs. I really, I really mean, believe, believe this. He just needs a new, fresh coat of paint. He needs a, something new besides guy, angry guys spitting water. Right, I think if he came up with something new, whatever that Triple is, H whatever all that these was. years, what's that? It worked for Triple H all these years. <laughs> That's a good point. Come out with neon glow sticks, right? <laughs> this is a fresh idea, and a and a Harley. Ugh, God Almighty! Uh, no, he needs. He just needs a new coat of paint. He needs something new and fresh, whatever that might be. That's that's the only thing. Because guy, I mean, look. To me, he is a star in the making. Dare I say, star in the making. If they could just find his his groove, big man, athletic as fuck, really solid wrestler. He's a he's the perfect he's the perfect modern day big man. He really is. He just needs something new and fresh. If he could find that. I, 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 and I don't know why. I don't know why. And I don't know why people don't use him as more often. But anyway, getting back to the original point. Yeah, he's out there hustling for G1, which I think is a great thing. Yeah, join the street team. Link, link up with Lance and, uh, and join that street team. That's what I want. I want to, I want to, I want boots on the ground. That's what I want in Dallas. I want to and wear your Super J cast t shirt. Yes. And I want, I want the Super J cast troops to mobilize. In Dallas, Texas, and get this thing fucking going. Let's go. You got a commitment from Lance to lead the troops in Dallas. Let's fucking make this happen. Next on the docket is New Japan returning to Australia. Uh, They have announced that New Japan Southern Showdown will be coming to Melbourne on June 29th. Melbourne Festival Hall is the venue. The concert capacity is just over 5,000. So with stage and ramp and ring and everything, we're probably looking at what, maybe 4,000. I think they did 3,200 last year. But again, all in with the Western expansion. I know some people are sick of hearing about it, but Australia is a very hungry market for wrestling in general and particularly New Japan. So what can we expect from a show like this? Lots of in excess. <laughs> Australia. Um, I think... I mean, do you think we'll get a title defense down there? I, I so, right? was thinking, given we've had brilliant matches with them in the past, you've got to put Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay on the top, I would say. Yeah. And if 
I mean, Osprey's not never champion anymore because if he was never champion, Will Osprey being challenged by Robbie Eagles for the never title would have been a, a perfect match to headline that. But uh, yeah, you'd think those two would be featured quite prominently. Probably be seeing a lot of Jay White. I know he's not Australian, but he's local. Who else are we thinking here? I think they bring in some big na- big names too, right? I think you'll see. Your oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to get your Okada's. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, IWGP title defense there. Yeah, so I'm asking. I mean, um, two shows. You'd think one of them would be, would have one, right? I mean, I can't imagine it being anybody. You know, you're not going to get a Jay White. You're not going to get. A, you know, you're not going to get uh, Tanahashi. You might get uh, a Fale. You would think Fale might have a big presence on these shows, right? Hmm. I'm gonna be that, that. That seems right up, right up the alley. I'm gonna be surprised so, if you see, see Fale challenging. This is coming right at the end of the Kazuna Road Tour, where they usually announce the G1 blocks and just before the G1. So it's sitting in the middle there. So yeah, do you think there's time for a? You, you think? time for a heavyweight title defense there yeah yeah i think they deserve it they're good fans down there they're they're they'll pack that building i think they'll be fine one of the two one of the two will get a title defense i I can't imagine them not i can't imagine it all right so next thing is from the observer hiromu takahashi is expected back late summer so i think a lot of us were hoping that be back for best of super juniors but realistically we can't expect him to be ready for that kind of grind because then you're expected to deliver big exciting hard hit matches day in day out so too much too soon for Hiromu but sticking with best of the super juniors there was an image that was released that was doing the rounds I think it was sent out by New Japan over line but from what we hear it's not official so it's not confirmed but there were 19 people on this image of best of the super juniors we had El Desperado, Kanemaru, Taka Michinoku, Tiger Mask, Taguchi, Flip Gordon, Bandido, Marty Skull, Jonathan Gresham, Bushi, Shingo, Will Ospreay, Robbie Eagles, Taiji Ishimori, Sho, Yo, Rocky, and Dragon Lee. So that was 19 people. And then, oh, and Titan as well. And then there was a tweet from New Japan saying that it was going to be the biggest ever best of the Super Juniors. So that made me think we will probably be getting more than 16 entrants. So, as I said, in that image, there were 19. If you add in El Phantasmo, that's 20. Do you think we're reading too much into this, Damon, or do you think that is our likely lineup for Best of the Super I think it's... I, look, it was it was an official uh, notification. Uh, and again, Line being... Uh, it was like an instant message uh, program that uh, is very popular in Japan, correct? Am I wrong in that? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it seems pretty. I mean, it, it seems pretty random to have some of these people in this poster, right? If it wasn't, if they weren't going to be there, um. So I think, um, I think it was a little bit of a mix-up on, on New Japan's part. Maybe they, maybe they didn't want to release it anytime soon. But, um, it came out. It came out on their official channel. So I'm running with it. Uh, even though you know they're pretty hush hush on that matter but um yeah i think i think you again hitting hitting the nail on the head i think all of those names i'd be surprised the only name that was kind of like a little bit like mm, really it was um marty Skrull on that and again 
his contract situation seems to be really nobody really knows the exact fucking date, do, do they? Um, I've I've heard everything from it's it's already done to uh, no the summer or even later. So whenever that happens, that happens. So uh, no, I think it's a pretty official lineup. I mean, they ha- they haven't said it's an official lineup, but looks pretty legit to me. Pretty legit. The only ones I'm not sure about. Well, I, Osprey was a bit of a surprise, but they are do seem to be referring to him quite often and loudly as a junior. So I guess that's to be expected. But uh, Taka and Rocky Romero, who had dropped out of it in recent years. So them being back in would be a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if those are our 19 guys and then El Fantasma being 20. Um, Sarah says, if Hiromu is not back for best of the Super Juniors, is it guaranteed Shingo wins? I think so. Yeah. I mean... Shingo versus Osprey as your final ooh. in Sumo Hall. Ooh. What a fucking match that could be. That's, that's fucking nice. Does that sell I, out Sumo Hall? Yeah, I think the name alone does too. Yeah. I think Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. I think just the tournament does itself and the buzz. But but that that main event certainly certainly doesn't hurt. Oh, pants down for that. That's fucking great. Isn't that weird, Will Ospreay? <laughs> like, why are they? And and here's the thing: they they're shoving it down our throats that he's still a junior. Like, I mean, just shoving it down our throats. I wonder. Uh, here, okay, here's a theory that's just popped into my head. Maybe they were having him move up to heavyweight, but then the Hiromu injury return kept getting pushed back. So they thought, shit, we need him in best of super juniors. So that's why they're going heavy on this junior stuff. And maybe could be why he lost the never title to Jeff Cobb, or am I? No, am I reaching here? I don't think it's a reach. I don't. Hmm. I mean, it 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 adds up on the timeline, right? Could be. Look at you, Joel. You're on fire today. You're fucking my hunches. You got to listen to the hunches, people. Got to listen to the hunches. Read between the lines. Read the tea leaves, people. Come on. Good job by you. Uh, so just the guy says what's the deal Osprey a junior or a heavyweight rumors would be best to super juniors I think I've covered that uh, mix of Plick says how excited are you about some of the possible matches in this tournament even disregarding Hiromu's hopeful return Gresham versus Ishimori is the potential match with realistic participants that has me wettest right now I think Gresham's more comedy spots and fast paced style would play well against the bone soldier what about you guys any possibilities got you excited and Derek says, pants up or pants down, Enzo in the best of Super Juniors, even if it's out of morbid curiosity. Pants well and truly up for that. Uh, aside from those, that are, well, Shingo versus Osprey being a very tasty one, any other matches off the top of your head, Damon, that have you excited? I mean, just look at the lineup. I mean, there's really not, nothing where I'm looking at. I, any matches with, with, with Sho and Shingo, right? Or... Uh, and Dido, I, I'm right. really excited about seeing him in singles action because he had a fucking great match with Will Ospreay at the uh, WrestleCon Super Show, didn't he? Yeah, sure did. Will Ospreay had a great fucking weekend. Again, his his WrestleMania weekends are legendary. They really are. This past one, even the, the year before, and even the year before that, where he was fucking dancing around with Ricochet. Shit. What a fucking guy that Will Ospreay is. He loves that WrestleMania weekend, man. Yeah, Bandito. Uh, 
I mean, the, just the you could just randomly pick names out of a fucking hat and stick them together and be like, oh, that's going to be a fucking great match. That's going to be a great, great, great best of the super. Ooh. I mean, all the... How about Grisham and, the, and, uh, and uh, Shingo? How about how great would that be? Fuck. Even like Gresham and Show. Yeah. Gresham and anyone, man. I, I just... I, give me some Jonathan Gresham. I love that yeah. guy. I think this is going to be great. I really do. If, if, you've got so many different styles as well. We've got like right? high-flying lucha guys. We've got the map-based grappling submission guys. We've got the hard-hitting power guys. It's just... You could have a really... It, even in one night, have a very diverse range of matches there. Yeah, you can't tell me this... This isn't a stacked line. Now, again, we always worry about the blocks. Oh, right? oh I just, El Desperado against Bandido. <laughs> That's just popped in my, my head. That's what I want now. Dragon Lee's in this gimmick, right? Yep. Wait, he's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight yeah. Champion. Just saying, right? I mean, him, how, about, how, about, how about Dragon Lee Despi? Uh, I think they did that last year, and it was fucking great. Right. Give it to me again. This is going to be really good. And and not that it's flying under the radar for some people, but if it is, if you're not excited by this, get into it. Get 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 warm. Let us fight up, Damon. Yeah. Let us let us fucking let us le- let us lead you the way to salvation. Because uh, this is fucking pants down material. There's nothing bad. There's again. All the possibilities that we just fucking threw out in the air. Every one of them is sexy. Every one of them feels good. Every one feels just as good as my smooth hands. In, right? They just feel good to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> my soft, smooth hands. This is a soft, smooth hand tournament. This is, this is me caressing you right now. Holding you with my soft hands. How's that? Slipping fucking great. Cheeky finger. Up the yeah. back. It's sly. It's very sly. Very delicate. I'm a, I'm a gentle, gentle lover. Oh, my Lord. Where are we going? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about Okada being the champion again. Mm-hmm. Uh, KSJ49 says, with Sonata facing Okada and Naito dropping the icy belt, this sets up an Okada-Naito match at Dominion, right? So my proposition to you, well, one, what the hell is going on for Dominion? And two... Do you feel there's a bit of staleness with Okada being champion again and a lack of fresh challenges? No. No, I don't. As as a matter of fact, I feel just the opposite. I feel like everything is right in the world. Like seeing him in photos with that fucking title, it just feels right. Look, I will argue to my death that Okada right now and maybe in the past three years, four years, the best pro wrestler on planet fucking Earth, right? The I I don't think it's stale. I don't think it's it, it's lacking in anything. And I think that we can they can that this company can build hot challengers like that. Well, I'll, I'll get a better snap. My soft fingers aren't really snap friendly, um, like that. No. I, I'm not worried about that. They, they'll, they'll heat up someone and make it great. Sonata's fine. We got, we, we got a problem with Sonata right now? Who's, who's, who hates Sonata? 
Who's who's more disappointing with Sonata than us? <laughs> I know we think it's going to be great. We've been flying the flag for Sonata all year, haven't we, yeah. Damon? What the fuck? Big Sonata fans over here. Yes, I think they're driving big. around, causing car accidents, listening to his theme song. Yeah, love Come the guy. On. We stuck our hair up. I'm growing my beard out. Be great. When's he going to shave that fucking thing? By the way, never. That could be a pop on the same level as Okada revealing he's gone back to the shorts at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Sonata yeah. comes out with some sort of mask at the uh, the Dontaku, rips off the mask, and he's clean shaven, and the crowd will just oh. lose their shit. Let me tell you something. The panties would drop at that point, right? Imagine the ladies. Imagine the ladies. Look, again, the feedback I'm getting from the ladies. They're not having the fucking beard. There's nothing wrong with a guy with a beard. It really isn't. But that, come on, stop it. And, it, and it's like he's doing it out of spite at this point. You know what I mean? Like he's just fucking doing it because it's like, ah, fuck you, I'm doing it because I can. I don't give a shit. Right? I'm a cool guy. Shave that fucking thing off for that title match. Pop that crowd. Get the panties dropped. And let's have a fucking good match. Right? Now we're talking. Now we're Now we're getting into it. Dishonorable Stewon says, thoughts on the new IWGP heavyweight title? The, the belt's looking a bit different these days, Damon. I don't know if they replaced it. I think they just restored it. They gave it a bit of a clean mm. and it's looking very shiny. Uh, but Stewon says, I'm personally not a fan of it. It looks like a plastic replica belt that you would buy. Hmm. No, I like it. I think it looks sharp. I like, I like it. I like seeing the different coloured gemstones because before it was yeah. restored, it was a bit dull. You couldn't really see all those lovely sparkly jewels in there. But now... It's looking very regal, like something yes. you might find in the Tower of London. Uh, yes. Have you ever been there, Joel? Tower of London? Uh, not since I was about nine years old. Okay. I've been there a couple times. Been there a couple times. Sell the jewels. Oh, no. What am I talking about? I have been. I went there the the weekend before I emigrated. I went there for oh. my birthday. Come on. Before I, before I moved to China. I had a lovely day. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Terrible. Yeah. Are you a big fan of the Queen? Yeah, yeah. could take it or leave it, really. Yeah, I've heard the arguments for and against. Um, I, not the sort of person that makes me want to stand up and sing "God Save the Queen." Although I do like the national anthem. The only reason I like it is because the, the only time it stirs some national pride in me is one uh, when England are playing at the World Cup and you get all the players lining up singing it. I will join in the sing song then, and also when Pack is about to have a big match in Dragon Gate. And they play "God Save the Queen." Then those are the two times where I enjoy it. Right. You know, every time you say "God Save the Queen," I think of the Sex Pistols version. I'll be like, "That is so weird." That that's not the same song. The There's just song. something about that line where "Send her victorious." It just it just feels really good to sing that. Did and you know? It stirs up something inside me. That we have a song. So obviously, we have our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Right, uh, you know, but then we also we do you have like secondary songs, like we have like songs that become adopted, I guess. And yes, okay, so we have here's, here's one interesting one, uh, Jerusalem, which was originally written by William Blake, which was uh, uh, supposed to be a satire because he was trying to say how shitty Britain was, but. Uh, you know, it's talking about the, the gentle rolling green hills of Albion. But he was taking the piss, but people didn't realise that and have adopted it at face value without any of the intended irony. Wow. So yeah, we have uh, uh, God Bless America, 
God bless America. So we have that. And we also have another one. I really don't know the name of the song, but it's like, but it's to the exact same tune of God Save the Queen. Land where my father's died. From every mountain up, let freedom ring. Like your God Save the Queen is let freedom ring in the United States. Like we totally fucking ripped off your song. And made, and it's like our it's our never title of national anthems. <laughs> you really to it. It's a nice song. It is a nice song, but but like I just find it amazing that we had the balls to fucking do that. Like we took your national anthem and made it a fucking B side on our national anthem. We stink. I don't. I can't see us doing the same for your national anthem somehow. No, our, I don't really. We're like above our that. Anthem. Yeah, our national anthem that really isn't. What's your favorite national anthem? Uh, France. Oh, it's not a uh, Marseillaise. Yeah. I like I like the uh, I like O Canada. I'm a big O Canada guy. I like the O Canada. Um, it, it, Japan's Japan's is very eerie, isn't it? It's like it's very like well, they mean fucking business. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like the sing song pint of you know raise your glass in the air. It's very somber. It's very like, oh, geez, okay, we're, we're getting serious here. All right, all right uh, continue on. I, I, I derailed. <laughs> what are we talking about again? National uh, okay, Let, uh, this is something that happened a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't have time to touch on it for various reasons. Uh, about Michael Elgin and Teraki Kanemitsu, who are no longer with New Japan. So let's touch on that. So Tyler says, given the news about Elgin's departure... Uh, from New Japan. Can you guys comment on your view of his overall New Japan performance and whether you think he fulfilled his potential during his tenure there? Seems like he was reliable to put on high quality matches in tournaments and key spots, but did not appear to break through in the last couple of years. E.g. last year only had a cup of coffee with the Never title. Is he a guy that could have played a more prominent role in either the US or intercontinental title picture? And if so, what do you think held him back? Ignoring for the moment, any potential non-wrestling issues. So give us a quick breakdown of the Elgin situation, please, David. Okay. So um, obviously we know he's he's leaving. I kind of knew um, – I've, I've, I've known for a while. Let's put it that way. Um, and I think it was a, a more uh, – like a, like a mutual thing where it was – I don't really feel like I'm being used very well or very much, and I think I got more to give. And the company's like, well, we're kind of going in this direction with these people right now, you know, and it was one of those things, right? Um, I, look, I, everyone knows he's a huge fan of All Japan and a huge fan of, you know, the 90s and even now, right? I... In my personal opinion, he he can't just exclusively work for All Japan, nor will he, right? But I, I'm sure that's on his radar. Like he, he, that's where he wants to be, from a, from a Japanese perspective. That's where he wants to be. Um, if they can work out the money situation, I think it's where he'll be. But he'll need something to supplement that income. I'm sure because I don't think All Japan alone can pay him what. New Japan paid him. Um, so we'll need to supplement that somewhere. And I think uh, Impact is a fer- perfect spot for him. Impact throws around money. You'd be surprised how much fucking money Impact throws around uh, to sign up guys. So uh, I know that Ring of Honor is not on his radar. That's for sure. Um, I think Impact is where he lands. 
Um, to sum up, I look, the guy held the Intercontinental title, right? That, that who, who, you know, a lot of people have held it. I don't want to be like, this is the most prestigious belt in the world, but only, you know, you got to be a top guy. You got to be at least, a, you know, a, an upper mid card guy to, to hit that. I think from a match quality perspective, I think he hit the mark every, just, just about every time. He had a couple clunkers. The Suzuki match comes to mind immediately. Um, and it takes two to tango. I think, uh, look, I don't think when he was announced for G1, a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Right? We're not impressed, right, with the idea of him being there. And I think he hit the ball out of the park. I, re- I really do. Um, and then in big spots and in big matches, again, Suzuki match aside, I think the fucking guy delivered. I really do. And there are people that that don't like him and don't like and, – and I think in a lot of ways use what he did outside the ring and on all the circumstances outside the ring and use that in evaluating his matches. And that's and I yeah, can't, but they they very noisily say, "Oh well, I, this is purely based on his in ring stuff." I'm not talking about what happened outside the ring. In the ring, I think he's a boring and shitty wrestler. Like, really? I I, yeah. I don't know. That that kind of stinks to me. It does. It does. And and I, you and know, I, who am I to say what people do and don't like? But right. And here's the thing. Too, I, I really enjoyed his gonna... matches. I thought they were exciting. Me too. And and there are time like there are times when, and and I will say this. I can be I can be a bit hypocritical when it comes to that. I can be hypocritical because I can't watch a Chris Benoit match, right? I can't, you know, I can't watch um, certain guys, right, that I know are just not the best people, right? To say it lightly, um, so I get that, I understand that. I, I. If you're asking me in-ring match quality and his time at New Japan, if that's the, the 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 question, I think that he hit the ball out of the park. If you're asking me, what do you think about what he did outside the ring? I think that, uh, and he would be the first to admit that um, there was some growing up that needed to be done, and, and we'll leave it to that. Do you think there's any chance we see him wrestling in Japan in the future? Yeah. I do. I absolutely do. I, I, again, I, if, if you were to put the, the, the branded Super J-Cast gun to my head, uh, I would think all Japan would be a, a destination that would be in his future. Yeah. Give me uh, one so. dream opponent from all Japan. So let's say you got the Ooh. book. Swama. Dora. Straight off the bat. In, introductory match. Straight off the bat. Show I'm off Michael right Elgin now. to all Japan fans. Fucking... Whoever wins that champion carnival, get the fuck in the ring, smash that 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 championship, beat the shit out of that guy, chuck him outside the ring, and be like, I'm here now. That's how I would debut Michael Elgin. Absolutely. That's how. Champions Carnival. Finals. Oh, we can yep. only dream, Damon. Smash that fucking championship title, chap or the, the the trophy, and away we go. Love it. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, El Desperado versus Jun Kasai announced for Takataichi Mania at Karakuen on May the 7th. Is that a match that excites you? Are you, you into your death matches? Not that this is this is not announced as a death match, but uh, you might think they might do some 
crazy stuff in this contest. Yeah, considering who's in the ring. Yeah, it, it is a uh, on paper. It, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll definitely go out of my way to watch it. I uh, hope it's good. Interesting. Different. I'm sure there'll be some some elements of uh, nonsense. Yeah, it's not bad. When is this? When is this announced? Uh, that is going to be on May the 7th. Okay, all right, right around the corner. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. definitely tune in for that. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into the Dontaku tour then. So first of all, we've got uh, Tenzan and Tanahashi who are going to miss the Dontaku tour. Tenzan is undergoing knee surgery, whilst Tanahashi has suffered a quote-unquote left elbow injury. I'm doing the, the quote marks with my fingers, Damon. Uh, Louis says, how do you guys feel about Tanahashi being out with an injury? I think we can safely say that the left elbow thing is a work that was very heavily played up during the Zack Sabre Jr. match. What, Looking back on it, to me, his knees looked shot at yeah. MSG particularly. like He wasn't doing his skipping and dancing. He was practically hobbling to the ring. He didn't use the high five floor at all during the New Japan Cup. So to me, it just seems like he's having a rest before the G1. Yep, that's, that's what I would. And, and I'm all for it. To, be, to yep. be truthful, no need, no need to be on these nonsense road to show. Sit at home, get a drink, toes in the sand, as I like to say. Do what you need to do to, to heal up, because it's a grind, as we all well know. That G one, um, yeah. He, he I tell you, when I really saw it was during the uh, Rev Pro match. Rev Pro match, I loved. Tag match, him, Osprey against uh, Zach and, and uh, Minoru. Great match. But if I'm being honest, Tanahashi didn't do much in that match. <laughs> that was all working over Will Osprey. He took a fucking pounding, broke his nose five minutes into this fucking match. Tanahashi's the master of that, isn't he? Remember that yeah. tag match at the end of the year with Golden Lovers against Tanahashi and Osprey, which was practically yeah. a handicap match, but still ended up being one of the best of the year. Yeah, he is really good at that, doesn't he? Well, listen, he's paid his dues. He can, he can, he can work that. Uh, but you could see, you could see even how he moved around the ring, getting to the ring. Let him rest up. I'm fine with it. This, 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 there's no need. We have plenty of talent and plenty of spaces, and, and it helps give other people other opportunities, kind of move up a little bit. Let him rest up for G1. Um, got the guy. The guy could use the rest. Let's put it that way. So we have nine shows making tape within a two-week span, so uh, a lot of stuff to come. Lots of Chaos versus LIJ 10-man tag matches. One thing I thought was interesting here, we got uh, Yotosuji and Yuya Oemura. Their matches had been going 10 minutes. Now they've been extended to 15-minute time limit. Our good friend Chris Charlton said he thinks it will help determine who has the upper hand. From a learning perspective as well, could force both to wrestle a longer form match and pace themselves for the 15. But prior to this tour, they had had uh, all 10-minute draws. But... On the first night of this tour, Suji finally beat Uemura and did it in nine minutes. And then, I think this was last night, Uemura beat Suji in seven minutes. So these boys are training wins now, Damon. And yeah. Suji, in his post-match comments, said that he wants to see Uemura. They're going to face each other in the main event of the Tokyo Dome one day. But we're seeing progress here. Do you think this is significant? I do. I, th- well, I mean, significant in the sense of 
it's it's adding another layer and another element to this already very interesting feud, right? You know, now we're trading wins in under the 15-minute time limit. So I don't know if you can go back to say, okay, now you're going to be doing 10 for the rest. But if you've already proven and determined that, you know, you can we can you know be beaten in, in 10, uh, under 10 minutes. I like that. I like the fact that they – I love it when they throw in a stip and it really has no factor, <laughs> right? I like that. It keeps, keeps us on our toes. Yeah, I think there might have been quite a few people expecting a 15-minute draw or mm-hmm. maybe a finish – between the 10 and 15 minute mark but no bang seven minutes there, there's your finish what are these making t- are they, are they, uh, this week you said they, they're uploading these shows they're not live uh, right? they might already be up actually uh, okay. I, I ain't watching them but uh, I might check out these Suji Oemura matches yeah I, I might go out of my way to do that absolutely uh, so we have lots of single matches for Shota Umino and Ren Narita against people like Yoshihashi and Hinare so again we're keeping an eye on those guys, wondering when they're going to be going out on excursion. Uh, Dragon Lee and Jeff Cobb uh, joining this tour. Uh, Jeff Cobb will be joining a little bit later. Another thing that's notable here is there are no big matches for Naito, just multi-man tags. In post-match, after the first night, he said he's going to make something for himself. So, Sara says, since Naito lost the Intercontinental belt, do you think he's going to win the G1 to set him up versus Okada at the Dome? And just generally, Damon, what do you make of the fact that he has nothing meaningful on this whole Dontaku tour. Um, I'm okay with it. Again, I, I I want people to be rested and ready to go for G1. I really do. I, and here's the thing. I, I like the fact that, I mean, you look at that Dontaku show, we're, we're headlining with a junior heavyweight title match, right? Um, which, you know, the last time that happened, you'd have to go back a decade at least, right? So... Yeah, that's a hell of a lot better than I think last year. The first night of Don Taku was the double header with uh, was it Cody and Ibushi, and then Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. They were okay matches, but just dead crowds. But, right. Yeah, this is better. Yeah, I like. See, when we talk about you know giving people opportunities and giving you know yeah it, people have to sit home and and or or move out of the way. I'm excited for these. I, I like the fact that they're giving these again the junior specifically. Title specifically, a nice spotlight main event match with plenty of time. I mean, main event matches they don't they don't go ten minutes. You're giving them fifteen twenty minutes. Those two guys be fucking great, fantastic, and it gives it gives it a. I, I, you know, you're usually used to that sprint, especially when it comes to the junior tag or junior title matches, right? Used to a sprint because they're shoved somewhere in the middle of a card. We're gonna let this match breathe. We'll let this match give it give it some new life. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm happy for it. I I I actually really like it. And what's amazing is is that all these shows are headlined by matches just like that. I don't think it's weak. I think it's good and a good idea. Let's rest up some guys. Let's give them a break. Let's give, you know, let them let them take a break because that G1 is gonna be brutal. It's gonna be fucking brutal. Let's take a look at the Sengoku Lord Show, which uh, will be the next big thing coming up. That will be on this Saturday, April the 20th in Nagoya. So we're starting off with a tag match with Renarita and Shota Umino versus Yuya Oemura and Yota Suji, which I think will be a fun one to watch with the four young lines there. 
Second match, we got Jushin Thunder Liger, Toa Hanare, Tomwaki Honma, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima versus Takamichinoku, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taichi, and Minoru Suzuki. And third match, Dragon Lee, Toriyano, and Togi Makabe versus Taiji Ishimori, Tangaloa, and Tamatonga. So that's going to be building to their two matches because we've got the tag title match coming up between Yano Makabe and G.O.D. and also Dragon Lee and Taiji. Fourth match, we got Mikey Nichols against Chase Owens in a singles match. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, you would think he would be prominent on the in on, on, in on that Australian tour as well. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a kind of a I don't want to say a random singles match. You know, there's there's got to be something more to that and something something leading to that that'll that'll help tell that story. But yeah, just the just to plop them two together for no rhyme or reason doesn't seem like a New Japan staple. I wonder if you might get the winner of this match coming out to challenge the winner of the US Heavyweight Championship match later mm. in the evening. Possibly setting up something for that Australia show. Hmm. Interesting, right? See how that all comes together, guys? Right? <laughs> we're helping you out. We're, help- we're, we're helping everybody out. There we go. Fifth match, tag match, uh, Ryusuke Taguchi and Hiroki Goto versus Hikuleo and Jay White. This is a bit of a funny one. Give Just me that seeing, again. Like, Taguchi and Goto versus Hikuleo and Jay White. <laughs> okay. I mean, obviously, they're building up to the Goto Jay White match, but just right. <laughs> throw Taguchi and Hikuleo in there. It's just like you hit random selects for the tag partners. Seriously. Of all people in Bullet Club, like Jay White is like, nah, I want Hikuleo. <laughs> Come on. I, I, for some reason, I can't imagine the interactions between Taguchi and Jay White. Yeah. Yeah, they had to have. I mean, when, yeah, when Jay White was, done, but... was a young lion, I'm sure there was something in there. But even within the Switch play thing, they must have crossed paths. But I, was like, yeah. I just, it seems like a bit of a clash there. How's Goto? What do you think of the Goto? Yeah. I, I want to talk about him later because he's got this. Okay match with uh singles match with jay white coming up so i wanted to pick your brains on what you thought the significance of that was but let's put that on ice let's stick with okay. sengoku lord sixth match we got show yo yoshihashi tomohiro ishii and kazuchika okada versus shingo bushi naito evil and sonada which is a match you're going to be seeing a lot of on this tour the seventh match is iwgp us heavyweight championship juice robinson defending against bad luck farley so what do you make of this what kind of What's the ceiling on this match? And do you think Juice will successfully defend that title? Uh, I, I do. I, I do think Juice will successfully defend that title. Um, what's the ceiling? That's a great question. Look, Fale needs, you know, we've said it a trillion times, he needs a dance partner that is very, very talented and very, very confident and, very, and you know, a world-class athlete is juice that guy um he's got to he do all the from. good baby face selling so we're gonna see a lot of Farley stepping Possibly. on him and squeezing yeah. him and all that shit uh-huh uh-huh I, I think what they've been building up in the backstage comments is uh an ongoing story can juice pick up and slam Farley a la wrestlemania 3 when the earth shook <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be the climactic spot. There's going to be a lot of that. Oh, can he lift him up? Oh, he hasn't managed it. And will he be oh, able he to do it? Oh, he hurts his back. Any... Yeah, yeah. He yes. pulls out his back. He can't. Oh, fuck. Um, ceiling. Ceiling is three and a half for me. I mean, ceiling. Ceiling is three and a half. You think it gets three and a half? 
Oh, I will be really happy if it does get three and a half. Well, does I'll it get three and a half? I, I could see a gentleman's three here. Worst case scenario, I could see this being pretty boring. Applaud. A lot of outside the ring nonsense. Very quiet crowds. Yeah. Why, why would they care about either of these guys? US title's been booked like shit. They got their they got they got a tough road to hoe on this one. This one's gonna be tough. I'm gonna set the bar at three and a half. I'll take the under. But yeah, they're 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 they got their work cut out from. You they got a lot of they got a, a lot of negative strikes against them. Hope they can pull out of this one. Taylor May says, where does the US title go from here? I would say into a prominent match in Australia. But it's just it really seems like an afterthought, especially the fact that they didn't bother to have a match for it at Madison Square Garden, which is a real misstep when you think about the fact that that US title was supposed to be the iconic symbol of the Western expansion. You had this big show in Long Beach with a tournament, Kenny Omega holding it, and it's not even defended in their biggest show on foreign soil. So, yeah, it needs a, a lot of work to be rehabbed. Personally, I would just ditch it. I'll put it in the bin, but it's, yep. it's there, so you've got to use it. I, I, I pray for the day that they combine never the U.S. title. U.S. title means nothing. You know what they should do? Put it put it up in a, a winner take or the loser losing title losing champion has to uh, abolish their title and put it up against a Rev Pro British title. So you can have Britain versus USA. That'd be great. I'd be I'd be I'd just find a creative way to 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 fucking and let Zach do that, and then he can be the person saying that he killed the US title. That'd be brilliant. Oh. You get some great heat for that. It really would. So why aren't we booking this shit? Come on. My God. Now what we should do, we should contact New Japan and be like, we should work for you. Well, let's use this podcast as a... <laughs> that is very unprofessional, Damon. And is it? And we'll turn off any prospective employers. Oh, rats. Maybe I can't work at a radio station in fucking Topeka, Kansas for $19,000 a year up the fucking street. All right. Um... Sexy main event. Yep. Very sexy main event here. Uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kota Ibushi with his first defense against one Zack Sabre Jr. So they've got some history here. They are two and two so far. This is the first non-tournament match they've had. So Zack has won both of their New Japan Cup matches and Ibushi has won both of their G1 matches. So it's very finely poised. They've got excellent chemistry uh, for really excellent matches between them. So what are you expecting in this match uh, in terms of quality, and who wins? I'll tell you what I'm expecting. One, I'm expecting that real hero, Eric, to be in attendance. He's going, he flies out uh, Thursday, yeah, so he'll be at that show. Um, I expect this match to be fucking great. Um, I'm setting the bar at four, ceiling at four, and I'll take the over on that. And... <sighs> They're not. They're not. Abushi's not losing that title immediately. No, uh, I think Zach can afford to take the loss. And... Yeah, he's he's been built up pretty well. He's got yeah. the big win with Tanahashi under his belt, so I don't think a loss here hurts him at all. Nope, neither do I. But uh, I mean, I think this match will be spectacular. There's no reason to think not. Um, two of my favorite, so I will be pants down and an immediate pants down uh, with soft hands. 
waiting in the wings <laughs> because because with the lotion. I'm, I'm not a lotion guy. I'll tell you that right now. He's not a lotion I, guy. Sorry, I'm not. No, no. Well, why would I? I? Got soft hands. Why would I? It's like a, it's like a sponge. <laughs> um, why? Why? Why are we doing this? Uh, it's great. I think uh, we'll uh, we'll hit a home run with this match. No worries on that one. Okay, so let's touch on some of the upcoming big matches on the tour. Full previews will come uh, as appropriate on each successive podcast that we do, but we'll just talk about them briefly. Uh, Road to Wrestling Dontaku on Monday, April 22nd at Karakuen. We have a special tag match with Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson versus Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley. We have a never six-man championship match with Taguchi, Yano and Makabe versus Hikuleo and G.O.D., and then a special tag match with Dragon Lee and Goto versus Ishimori and Jay White. So that's going to be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have another show at Cracker on a Tuesday and on Wednesday. The Wednesday show has Jushin Liger's 30-year anniversary match where we've got Taguchi, Tiger Mask and Liger versus Despi, Kanemaru and Suzuki. Road to Wrestling Dontaku, Aki no Kuni, Sengoku Emaki on Friday 26th in Hiroshima where we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Roppongi 3K versus Shingo and Bushi. Then Wrestling Hinokuni on Monday the 29th in Kumamoto, where we'll have Mikey Nichols against Bad Luck Farley. Juice Robinson versus Chase Owens, uh, which again, I think that's going to be building up to something in Australia, US title-based. The IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match between the most violent players, Yano Makabe versus G.O.D. Uh, special singles match, between Hiroki Goto and Jay White. So I wanted to just quickly ask for your thoughts. Were any of those things that I mentioned so far jumping off the page to you, David? I mean, nothing's earth-shattering, right? I, I'll tell you, just sorry to interrupt. I know I've yeah. just asked you a question, but no, as you said earlier, it's nice to see that these championship matches are spaced out so that they're going to get enough time. Like, for example, on one of these shows, we have the six-man never title match which i know is bullshit but the what? at least it's going to have the, the never the, yeah at least they've got time to have some fun bullshit with that uh and then another one of these shows we've got the junior tag team match as the the standout match so again they're going to have lots of time to put on a decent match same with the heavyweight tag team championship match so i like the fact that they spaced out the championship matches so that they're going to get enough time to shine yes scampy's right there with you um yeah, I can't say that the tag title match is something that I'm particularly looking forward to, right? I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for that? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, the four guys involved, probably not very. I think the best we can hope for is uh, that Yano makes us laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's that's one example of a of a... Of a match that I don't necessarily need for them to have too much time. Yeah, I, it's interesting you mention that because I think a lot of G.O.D. matches in recent months have suffered from having too much time. Right. Like, for example, the uh, the World Tag League final. It just went too long. If you'd shaved 15 minutes off of that, it could have been great. I, I don't need to see G.O.D. going 29 minutes in the main event. Right. I, I think only bad things can happen. Like, get in, get out. Um, and again, and again with with Makabe and and Yano, I mean, not yeah. exactly like workhorse partners to get the best right. out of God, are they? Right. You would think you would. Lot of swearing though. A lot of oh. <laughs> Whew. 
The party language that we'll, we'll be hearing. Scampy's trying to eat my butterscotch trimpet. Go away. Oh, no. Naughty boy. Oh. He just yeah, likes don't biting the plastic. He likes to bite plastic wrapping. Uh, well, again, I don't know. I, I, I would recommend no eating of the crimpet for the uh, cat. I don't know how a cat would react to eating a fucking butterscotch crimpet. I'll tell you, he's going to get a smack. That's how he's going to react. Oh, jeez. Um, no, I can't tell. I I'm can't not really going to smack him. I love my cats. I know. I know. Just a, a verbal a verbal lashing. Um. Yeah, so no, can't say I'm too excited about much of that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, I did want to ask you about this uh, Goto versus Jay White match. Lee says, "Will Hiroki Goto ever get another shot at the big belt?" W- what do you think is the purpose of this match? Who's this going to be heating up, and for what purpose? Right. Well, let's look at it logically. If you're New Japan Pro Wrestling. Who are you heating up? Jay or Goto? You heat up. Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Jay's just taken the big loss. He's just lost his belt. He's looking very morose. Goto right. would be the perfect person. Goto the geek. Beat him up and get everything back on track. And yep. maybe set up something for Dominion? E- possibly. Right? Because that's what I, uh, I was thinking, right? Because we got... We got this. Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll save that for later. You tell me your thoughts on Jay White and well, Walter. Yeah, I mean, I think the guy that needs, you know, just a little reminder that he's a top guy is Jay White, right? Coming off a little bit of a big loss. That where everybody says, why are you buried? Again, he's not buried. Not buried. When you main event Madison Square Garden, Buzz, lose the championship to the, to the best wrestler in the world. The number one guy in the promotion. You're not getting buried. Uh, that being said, probably use the win, right? Nothing wrong with that. Goto is the gatekeeper to the stars. Chief J Goto. So yeah, that's where that's where I see that. I think that's that's the role of Goto now and forevermore. No, I don't see Goto getting any type of title shot. Why, why would you do that? Like, what would be the point of that at this point? It's a lost cause. I do have an idea for Goto. You're going to laugh at it and think it's stupid, and it is stupid, but I'll save that for later. Uh, Right. Uh, Michael says, Do either of you feel sort of disappointed Jay White lost the title so soon? I was really Mm -hmm. looking forward to some fresh heavyweight title matchups. And Robin says, Where do you see White going now? Is he a favourite for the G1? I mean, during these uh, Road 2 shows, he came out, he looked down at his beltless waist, he he looked truly miserable. So, one... I don't think... Uh, I, I wasn't disappointed that he lost the title. This is what they do. They give a new guy a very short run with the title to elevate them to that top table so you look at them as uh, a serious player, as a main eventer. They did the same with Naito. He had a little cup of coffee with the IWGP title. So, yes, this guy's serious. He's a, a main event title challenger from now on, even if he never wins the belt again. I'm, I'm sure Jay White will win the belt again, but... I'm not disappointed at all uh, about him losing with no defences. But where does he go going forward? Yeah, again, if I if I had to predict something for him for Dominion, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't know f- for the immediate short term, right? But he's a top player. He's a top guy. He's a made guy, I've heard it described as. He's he, he's fine. He Don't worry about Jay White. He's, he's in the mix now and forevermore. 
He's not going to be mid-card, lower mid-card. Don't worry. G1 favorite? I'll tell you what. You figure he's in the mix, right? You figure he's in the mix. I mean, yeah, he's going to be one of those guys who's sitting on 12 points going into the last day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He'll be, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you one right here. I think you could, you can pencil him in right now in the semifinals. Yeah. Give me, give me a a Jay White Naito semifinal because that's a protected match. They've stayed away from that one. And yeah. I think some of those protected matches they do save for those G one block finals at uh, oh, where is it again? I the name of the place has slipped what? out of my mind. For, for, uh, for what? The the G one finals and the block it's finals. No, the oh, I'm going to kick myself because they're they're not doing it at Sumo Hall this year. Oh, Budokan. Uh, Budokan, that's it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah had a bit of a brain fart there so yeah i think they need two big matches to set because the the block final the the g1 final will sell out just because it's a g1 final but the a block final night and the b block final night like they got what twelve thousand tickets to sell so you saw last year they put on tanahashi okada night one and ibushi omega night two because they wanted to do big numbers there so yeah uh i think in protected matches they've got ibushi white they haven't done Naito White, they haven't done. Just talking about Jay White. So maybe we might get one of those as one of those block finals. Yeah, people are talking about, you know, how thing you just rattled off two right off the top of our heads that are pretty protected, right? And, not, and then, you know, we haven't seen it since Wrestle Kingdom, but you know, I think everybody's kind of gunning up for Naito uh, Okada round two. So, no, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. And also Okada Ibushi, which we have right. never seen. We, we, I mean, we saw a match that might have looked hypothetically what an Okada Ibushi match when he wrestled uh, Tiger Mask W at the anniversary show a couple of years ago. But uh, I can't remember the last time we've seen Okada Ibushi. Must have been New Japan Cup or something uh, a while ago. Or was it an anniversary show? I think it was an anniversary show. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, I haven't done the homework, Damon. That's all right. We got a lot on our minds. It's, it's, you know, we can't be expected to remember every fucking thing. Okay, uh, Wrestling Dontaku Night 1 then on Friday, May the 3rd. As I said, we will give you a full preview and breakdown nearer the time, but just touching on some of the key matches here. So we have a special tag match with uh, Ishii and Okada versus Evil and Sanada. We have the Never Openweight Championship match between Jeff Cobb and Taichi. So uh, Taichi has been saying very mean things about Jeff Cobb, body shaming him, Damon. He said uh, he's calling him Jeff Hogg. He's saying you look like a pig, calling him Aww. fatty, which is really That's nice. nice. Um, and as you say, the main event, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, Dragon Lee versus Taiji Ishimori. So those are two matches at the top there, Cobb versus Taichi and Dragon Lee Ishimori, which I'm excited about. And I think that looks like a tasty night one. It's exactly the sort of double header that I think is appropriate for a night one of a Dontaku. Yep, absolutely agree. Uh, sexy, uh, mouth-watering main events. That's what we're looking for. And And, and again, we we're kind of banging this point home, and again, we'll do a full preview later as they come closer. But fresh faces at the top, right? D- different titles at the top. I like that. And again, the matchups are 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 what's most important. Good matchups. Good matchups. I, I you got to be excited for this. I think I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are, and I, and I think they see the value in what New Japan's doing. 
giving the top guys a little bit of a break, a little bit of a little. I want to say a night off, but uh, you know, give give giving other people uh, a moment to shine. I like this. I like it a lot. And then night two on Saturday, May the fourth, we have a interesting tag match here: Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee versus Taiji Ishimori and X. Is it a reasonable assumption that X will be El Fantasmo? Yeah, I think that's a safe bet, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he's been shown in these little hype videos, Bullet Club videos, but they haven't actually named him yet. But uh, one of our hunches, let's just say it like that. Uh, we have a special singles match with Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. Now, this is another interesting one: the White Goto match and the Ishii versus Evil match. I'm thinking, well, what is the purpose of that? What is the winner of that match being heated up for? Is it something for Dominion, possibly? So Ishii versus Evil. Why is that there? What does the winner get? Mm. Never. Seems like never. Seems like bodies that would be perfect for never for a Jeff Cobb, right? I mean, given that the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match is on the same night, do you think that there's any chance that the winner of Ishii versus Evil challenges let's say Okada for a title match at Dominion or do you think uh, on paper Okada versus Ishii or Okada versus Evil is not good enough for Dominion Evil's headlined before at Dominion yeah I think either one could the problem with that is this though do you think on paper, you're, you're looking at some pretty solid matches. Is there any doubt in anyone's mind that Okada would get past an Ishii or get past an Evil? I don't do think they... either of those are, are sexy enough for Dominion, actually. I think right. Evil, maybe you could do it because people in Osaka love him. So I could see that. But Ishii, I don't know. Is that... Is Okada versus Ishii? I love that match, and I think it would be a great match. But does it sell out Osaka Joe Hall? I'm not sure that it does. And if you yeah. are going to run with that, then you need a very sexy co-main event. Yeah, you know there were some people hypothesizing we could get Okada versus Jericho for a, a one-off title challenge there, or maybe they even go back to Okada versus Naito and, and use that at Dominion. But I think they'd be saving that for Wrestle Kingdom. So just a, a lot of question marks about this uh, Dominion show and how Don Taku leads into it. Yeah. It is weird to position a singles match like that, though. Um, I see Challenger. I'll tell you what. Ibushi versus Evil or Ibushi versus Ishii. Ibushi versus Ishii for the IC title. Now, they had an absolute banger in the G1. So, again, that is a match that I know is going to deliver in terms of snowflakes. Is it a sexy match that is going to sell tickets though i think so i'll tell you what i think i think any one of those two ishi and, and ibushi and, and ish uh, or uh, ibushi and evil i like both of those actually if we can find somebody for a main event for okada and i guess the person who asked the question before does it you know, uh you know is it weird having okada have the championship and now what do we do yeah, okay i, I i'm kind of seeing your point but Boy, do I like that, the idea of either one of those two challenging for the IC title. I like it better than a heavyweight title match, to be truthful. I really do. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's really difficult to predict this one. I'm sure Gedo's got something up his sleeve that he thinks is worthy of selling out Osaka Joe Hall, but I just it's very murky. The waters are murky. I'm not seeing well, there, it. He does have an ace in the hole, though. Enzo Amore. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, uh, 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 no, I'm just trying to think of the timing of this. Shingo. Nah, it's too early for that. Too early. Too early for that. He's going to be, is he junior? Come on. Uh, yeah. Help, help uh, so the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, Okada versus Sanada. I'm looking forward to this match because they had an excellent match in the final of the New Japan Cup. Maybe a bit early to be going back to this match. I I don't think many people are expecting Sanada to win. Uh, but your thoughts on him being the first challenger for Okada? Uh, I think it'll be a great match. I think they can deliver. It'll happen. Um, I think it's going to be weird when Sanada loses again because what he's becoming is a bit of a gatekeeper, right? You know, LIJ is becoming the, the gatekeeper of gatekeepers. Uh, or, unless they're going in this direction where Okada beats Sonata, mm-hmm. then Evil comes out, challenges him, Evil gets a big win over Ishii, says, I want you, Okada, at Osaka Joe Hall. Okada beats Evil at Osaka Joe Hall. So then Okada has run through Sonata. He's run through Evil. He's taken out both of the LIJ lieutenants yeah. and... Naito wins the G1 to keep that story mm-hmm. going. So the person defending the pride of LIJ. Would make sense, right? It would make sense. Let me, I mean, Joel, I think you might, I get, you're on fire today. You know what? You're no, someone else suggested that. It was, uh, I think it was Matt McEwen on Twitter came up right, with that Matt. idea. All right, Matt. Listen, st- look, if you haven't learned anything, you take the best fucking ideas and you steal them. <laughs> and then you don't pass them off as your own. Yeah. How do you? I mean, listen. How do you think we've done this for three? Come on, let's go. Smart enough. All right. So then, what do you think we have for Naito at Dominion? Hmm. Because past two Dominions, he's been co-main event with the IC title. So 2017, it was with Tanahashi 2018 it was with Jericho and with nothing on the table for this Dontaku tour it would seem weird for him not to have something significant at Dominion we got a lot of uh, multi-man tags don't we uh, what on Dontaku on, on the whole tour right yeah Naito's in pretty he's in all multi-man tags with who and uh, against Chaos it's all chaos versus LIJ. A lot of chaos versus LIJ 10-man tags. And like I said, Naito said in his post-match things that he's going to make his own opportunity. He's going to do something. So uh. that's what made me think, huh, is he going to come out and challenge Okada after Okada beats Sonata? And are we going to get Okada versus Naito at Dominion? Which is, you know, I'm so confused about this Dominion show because it's not too yeah. far away. And it's hard to read. Yeah. That's good, though. Nah. Yeah, I'd have to put my brain on that one. It does seem a bit odd that he, I mean, it looks like everybody else is is busy. I don't know. 
have to figure that one out. I, I don't have an answer for that Dominion right now. Just don't have it right now. That's a I hot do want to say, Naito <laughs> is having a really good year for someone who's not being featured that prominently. Jericho right. match is progressing fucking great. I really enjoyed the Taichi match at New Beginning once it got going. And he's had two match of the year candidates against Ibushi. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a quiet, like an like under-the-radar-ish kind of year. Low-key, as the kids would lo- say. He's had a low-key great year. Yeah. He actually has. That's a good name right there. Yeah, flying a little bit under the radar, but absolutely, yeah, he's having a stellar year. I'm really yeah. kind of racking my brain what, what, what they would do with that, Dominion-wise. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What to say? All right, uh, here's my crazy theory, which you can laugh out of the, the building if you want. So this Jay Wyatt versus Hiroki Goto match. Hiroki Goto turns heel and becomes the leader of a new faction sorting out this whole mess between the Chaos and Hontai people getting all jumbled up together. So now Goto is your leader of a new stable and challenges Okada at Dominion. Hmm. Yeah. You like you like you like your stables, don't you? You like your faction. Yeah, I, <laughs> the the fact that you haven't dismissed this immediately this probably means that you like me. You're just doing this out of politeness. Um let me ask you this. And then I'm not shitting on it because um it could very well happen. And I it's know not going to that... happen. I know it's not going to happen. I just thought it was a fun idea. But, and does it the would world be a good, good refresher for Goto? Yeah. I, I think, Damon, that this big mix-up between Chaos and Hontai is a problem. I want to see some clarity there. That's too many guys. Mm. I would be happy with just... I, I, uh, I just don't like factions. I don't care about factions. Like, I, the, 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 I don't, and I understand it makes... Factions make things, makes things easier from a booking perspective... And it, it it instantly provides this versus this. I, I get that. Who's joining this new? What are we calling this? Fucking chaos light, Bobo chaos. No, it's got to have some sort of given Gotto's gimmick, some kind of like Bushido samurai thing. Maybe okay. he could. There's, there's this new video game out at the moment which I'm really enjoying called Sekiro, which is like a, a, a shinobi. And he should do some sort of gimmick on that. He should chop his arm off and have a mechanical mm. arm with a grappling hook <laughs> implanted and come out with a big samurai sword and yeah. uh, assassinate people using stealth tactics. Now so, yeah, so, so uh, he, he, can take, he can take Ishii. Ishii can be his, his right-hand man. Okay. Uh, he can take Rapongi 3K with him right. to be his, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> I haven't thought it through, Damon. What did we call lasagna? Yoshihashi. He can have Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi needs a fresh coat of paint. He can yep. be the, I don't know, the evil wizard <laughs> in his clan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the magic oh. wand, you know. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I think these are all great ideas, Joel. Uh, pitch them. Pitch them to uh, New Japan. See, see if, see if we're running up that flagpole, as they say. All right, uh, 
We've been talking for what, two hours, over two hours about New Japan Pro Wrestling? Hell, I didn't even think I was going to be doing a show, but look at me now. Um, What else we got? Uh, well, we can dip into some questions if you like. We can do a couple questions. Sure, do I got a little time for a couple questions. Sure. All right, uh, let's go into. Oh, all right, okay. 